we've been talking about kingdom living, and this is actually week five of what we thought originally, and we're still on the same message. Uh, this is the third week of almost the same message, kind of. It's, there's just so much stuff. And, uh, but, you know, we're getting testimonies. People are coming saying, hey, this is working, and God's doing wonderful things, and we're putting his kingdom in, in, uh, into work and order in our lives, and they're seeing things change. And that is really the key to what we're talking about. So I want to just review for a couple minutes. So if you help me, uh, just, you know, if you haven't been here, if it's your first time here, I'm going to kind of catch you a little bit up to speed, and then we're going to finish at least um, this part on authority today, and then we'll continue with Kingdom Living next week. But we talked about five to thrive in the beginning, and we, we said that uh, the first point was say what? We said that the old covenant was a... Uh, a do covenant the new covenant was a say covenant and when then we had to put some action with what we said the old covenant if you remember they had to bring the sacrifice they had to do all of these things so many turtle doves so many oxen so many whatever and then in the new covenant this is jesus is saying speak to your mountain and say this and so we talked about that the second point of the five was that the laws are set we can't change them we can discover them but we cannot change laws that are already set just like laws are set here on the earth, they're set also in the kingdom. In the, the spiritual realm, we cannot change those laws. They are set. And so we must discover them and then learn how to use those. The third point we talked about was fill our mouth with faith. Life and death is in your mouth. Just like you heard my wife say, she spoke Psalm 91 over Sam uh, until, you know, it's just embedded in her. Faith always has a point of release. We talked about that. We talked, I gave you uh, five things that I do and that Kim and I do to release our faith and to have things happen. I'm going to go over those quickly so that you know. Uh, so again, just trying to catch you up to snuff here. The first thing that we did was what do we have that we must release? We're going to sow a seed. It doesn't always have to be financial. It could be something else. I've sowed cars. I got cars back. I sowed computer. I got computer back. I sowed a watch. I got watches back. You know, um, it's just amazing. So, uh just begin to, what do you have to sow? So what do you have that you must release? Write it down and date it was point number two. So you can write, hey, I, on this day I sowed such and such or I did this and I'm believing for this. So write it down and date it. Confess over it. So speak over it. Remember they took the loaves and fishes to Jesus. He, he broke that. He, he spoke over it, gave it back to them. It was distributed. The multiplication happened in the disciples' hands, not in the Lord's hands. But so you confess over it. Be in agreement with your spouse. If you're not married or you're single, then be in agreement with what the word says, with what God says, or somebody, a close friend, I'll be your two. So we talked about that. So that was the third uh, point. Release it in faith was number four and receive it as well. So we're going to release it. That's the purpose of sowing. We release it when we let go of it. I did an illustration one time and I tossed a young man the keys to my car and then somebody come and said, hey, we need you to move your car. Don't have the keys. You're going to have to go see the young man. He's got my keys. He can move the car. So you, there's, faith always has a point of release. So you're going to have to release it and receive it before you ever see it. Believing God, according to Mark 11, 23 and 24. And the, and the fifth point was to follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. Then God, once you've sown, released, and believed, confessed, you've done all that, the Holy Spirit can give you an idea or a, a concept or, you know, and, and certainly he can tell someone else, somebody can come over and just bless you completely. There's nothing wrong with that. 
What I'm saying is be open to the Holy Spirit. If he tells you to do something, then you go do it immediately. Do it right away. And, and don't hesitate. Just do what he tells you. Get it done. And, you know, there's stories of, of the people that have done that. And, and uh, in one particular case, this person um, is associated with Pastor Gary somehow in his church. But uh, she got um, a word basically was just puppies. So she went and they bought a dog and they started uh, they, you know, started breeding these puppies. And so within whatever time frame that took before, you know, it, the, I mean, these puppies went for mega dollars. They paid off their house with puppies. I mean, just from one idea and one concept. So, you know, I, I told you the story of Sam and I believe God sowed a seed at like a dollar fifty or something like that. Just God, we need our our hunting license and deer tags and. Right now, you know, we were we just had so many things and, you know, I wanted to take care of his. He didn't have the money and I wanted to have that extra money come in and not, you know, how many are you tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul? I don't want to do that. So, Lord, I want money for this. That's what I want. So in the kingdom, you know, there God is no short or his arms not short. There's no shortage in kingdom. How many understand what I'm saying? So we sowed. And that same day I went into the bank. Somebody approached me and said, hey, would you detail my car? In essence, that's what happened. And as soon as that happened, it clicked in my spirit. I said, yes. She said, take the car. I brought the car home, got Sam. We spent the next four hours detailing the car, took it back, got $80, paid my tithe and offering out of that, went and got our licenses. You know, it was just that. It was like, you know, sometimes you'll get it immediately. Sometimes it's going to be a process, but it's about sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. That's a law. You can't change it. You can argue about it. You can tell me I'm nuts. You can go ahead and tell me. Don't say it. But it's a law. I can't change it. So those are the five things we do. So here we are. We're up to speed. Hopefully you, you've caught that. Uh, I think in your bulletins there was even a note page. Um, so you can write all that down. And uh, if you need you know anything after that, I'll try. We're looking at, we've done this before where we used to years ago or a few years ago, we gave you an outline. Some of what I was going to say, and then you could fill it in. And you, we found out most people, at least at that time, weren't using it. So we were just wasting ink and paper, and we were looking at these outlines that nobody was using. So we quit doing that. And if that's so, that's why now we just went to the piece of paper, and you can write your own notes. And so we're going to help, and whatever. If the other works, we'll go back to it. So we're just we're here to help you. Here comes point number four on five. Uh, thrive with on these five. The laws operate twenty four seven. Okay, we can't change them. We already know that, but they operate 24-7. These are not 9 to 5 laws. These are not Sunday-only laws. Are you with me on the same page here? These laws operate all the time. They never stop. In heaven, angels never stop praising and glorifying God. 24-7, they're going around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy. Laws of the kingdom, they never stop. So we need to understand they're always working. And that's a good thing to know, because if they're always working, they're always available for you to use. Don't you love it when you get automated, 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 automated? You call someone and you talk to, thank you for calling. Please push four. And you go through this whole list. After you've been there 10 minutes, I think the goal for some of those companies is that you just hang up. Because then you won't stay with them. And they're like, okay, great. I didn't have to deal with that. But... um, 24-7, you're ready for them or not. 
So, you know, some of these are amazing. And, I, you know, I need to share something just, again, from my life. And just trying to tell you how some of this works. You don't have to be a uh, completely on your spiritual game. I mean, you know, anybody ever have any low days or high days? You know, we all have those, don't we? Where this is a good day or this is, you know, we like to say every day is a good day. But if you're human, there's going to be days sometimes you don't feel as well or sometimes you just feel like I'm not as happy as I want to be or, mm, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, this particular day, um, you know, I like to hunt and that's how Pastor Gary and I kind of got together, um, not hunting, but talking about that. And we had 16 acres where we lived before this house that we have now. And I, I decided uh, I was going to go out. First, I wasn't going to go out because I didn't feel well. There's not very often that I don't feel well, but I... I didn't feel well, and I just, you know, I'm not going to go out. But something inside said, you need to go out. You know, and I'm like, all right. And again, now listen to me, because this is backing up what I've already taught you. One of that, that fifth point, follow what the Holy Spirit says. I don't want to go out. I feel I had to go out. I feel like, I, well, I didn't have to. But how many knows? I'm going to explain something in a second. Have you ever missed a harvest? I'm gonna, that's going to be our fifth point, so we'll, we'll get there. So, but I, you know, I, okay, so I got dressed, and it was kind of one of those, when I was growing up, do you ever see the commercial Dunkin' Donuts guy? Time to fix the donuts. That's kind of like what I felt like. I felt like Elmer Fudd dragging his gun. I'm going to go out to the woods now. Just didn't feel real like, hey, I'm going out hunting. Yes. It was just not that way. I remember walking through the woods. I was going down to my favorite stand, the ravine stand, and I was going to go down there, and I didn't want to climb up in the tree. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want well, it's gonna it's gonna cause me to use energy. I don't want to have to do that. And it started raining. So now I'm out in the woods, it's misting and it's you know, and I'm like snotting and you know and I don't feel well and there's a big tree that overlooked this ravine and I leaned up against this tree and this is what I said. I, I actually I wrote it down this morning. <clears throat> I said, Lord, I don't feel good. I want to go. I want to go home. I want to go inside, but I'm I'm about to go in. So if you want me out here, bring that big deer that we talked about. That's I mean I didn't make that's as specific as I got. Just bring that deer. Bring that big deer. Something of that nature. Leaned up against the tree, pushed the snot off my nose with my hand or glove or whatever. That's a word picture for you. <laughs> Just. <laughs> And I look up, and I see this huge rocking chair running through the forest. And if you've never seen, I mean, actually, it was a deer, but he had this big rack. And right away, I felt better. <laughs> and uh, so to make a long story short, if you're like, wow, that's a great story. After church, if you want to see him, he's on the wall in my office. Now, there'd be kids that look, where's the other side of him? I don't know. He's on the wall in my office. But anyway, the long story short, I got that deer and came and I just and, I, and again, these things you reflect on, you start going, wow. I mean, so I still had active seed out there. I wasn't, you know, sometimes I think we think we have to be so spiritual that we're almost no earthly good. You know, that we have to walk around and we have to almost float on a cloud. Our halo has to light up the hall or whatever. But there's going to be days when the enemy just is beating you up. Can I get an amen for that? I'm not saying that's good for the enemy to do, and I'm not saying that that's wonderful for you to recognize, but what I am saying is it's okay. He, he tried to beat up Jesus too, okay? 
So I'm just sitting here, you know, and then, but, but what I'm trying to get to you is God can fill in anything that you lack. If you will give him number one position in your life where you have messed it up, where you have screwed it up, where stuff just hasn't gone right or whatever, whether you don't feel right or whether this, he can say, you know what? He is like the putty that will make it all good. That doesn't mean you can do anything bad and he makes it all good. I understand you know, there's there's uh, repentance and all that. I, I'm getting that. I'm not trying to cover anything. What I'm trying to tell you is that Holy Spirit, that God Holy Spirit, he will take care of the gaps where you can't get. And you know what? The whole time I, I couldn't get that deer was so huge. I couldn't get him up the ravine. I mean, once I got him, I'm like, I can't. I had to go get my neighbor. I don't know how long it took us to get him up the ravine. We had to get his tractor, (laughs) but it was, I mean, but the whole time I was doing that, I'm like, Lord, you're just amazing. I mean, I was tired. I still didn't feel well, but I felt pretty good. And I was glad that I went out. You can't, you got to understand God knows what he's doing. And if you'll listen and you'll be obedient, you'll, you'll reap what he has for you. The laws work 24 seven, not just when you're on your a game, if you're on your B game or your C game, they're still working. So just know that God has got that. I remember having that moment to choose. I remember having a time. Wyatt just said in, in before we walked out, he said during he had a recent injury, he'd wake up and he would call himself healed. He, he, well, you know what he's doing? He's choosing. He's saying. He's speaking. He's sowing. And he's believing and receiving. All of that is happening because the laws never stop working. You know, the laws of electricity, they're here. You just have to tap into electricity to be able to turn lights on. We didn't know that hundreds and hundreds of years ago. If we know that, you know what I'm saying? The laws are always there. We just have to get in on them to work. Faith works every time because it's a law. If it doesn't work, then there's there's just a couple things that, you know, being a, a spiritual scientist, if you're trying to figure that out, then... The good part of that is it's not God. So it's either not time. Okay, so there's time that's happening. Sometimes, you know, if we're praying for something, uh, you know, like I say, if I wanted a a huge. uh, 12, 15 point buck, and if there isn't one at my woods, maybe he's three woods over. He's got to make his way to my woods. Does that make sense? And you could say, you know, Brett, I know you're talking about deer. Listen to me. Abraham, when he decided and said, God, I'm going to believe you, me and the lad will return. He, he took his son up, Isaac, up to the mountain. All, and then he binds Isaac, puts him on to sacrifice him. The whole time that's happening, there's a ram making its way to a thicket. You need to understand what you can't see. God is moving on your behalf when your faith is moving God. That's huge. You don't have to see it to know that he's doing it. That's why you say, you release, you believe, you receive, and it shows up. You remember I told you the story of, with Sam. What he confessed, he believed for a 10-point. I said, ah, just get a 6-point, Sam. 6-point came to me. I wasn't even hunting that day. So I had to ask myself, why did it come? Because I released my faith. It had to come. It's a law. 
you're going to think I'm nuts, but I'm just telling you, I'm telling you how this stuff goes down. So the sixth point comes. We don't do anything with it. He continues to choose, believes for the 10 point. The next day gets the 10 point. The next week, I sew and say, Sam, would you come with me? He stays in bed, bless his heart. And I sew for a four or an eight point. And both of them come out of the woods parallel and run right up to me and stop. Now, you tell me, I'm just, you can say, that's crazy. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, it's a law. And, and I said, God, I, which one? And he said, choose. I, I, so I got the four point. It was bigger than the eight point. I already got an eight point. I mean, I have, I've done stuff just for this. Just, Lord, give me a, a good buck. Hey, let's do a seven pointer. Guess what came to my stand? A seven pointer. It's just, you can go, that's nuts. I'm, I, I know, because I've been where you've been. But I'm just saying, kingdom is amazing. So here's our, here's our last point for this morning. And this is the end of the, these five to thrive, or five to thrive, or however I said that in the beginning. Grace. Turn to your neighbor and say grace. If you missed it, you blew your chance. This is where grace is applied. You can start over. You can sow again and start over. And again, I'm only re- I'm relaying with dear stories because this is how I found this out. God can bring everything that I've sowed for to me. But it's up to me to do my part. You know, sometimes I just didn't shoot well. And I think I've been entertainment for heaven. <laughs> as God is my witness... I remember I had already gotten my buck and I said, God, I just want another dough. Just bring me a dough. And I stood out there and here come a dough. I, my gun holds three shots. Bang, bang, bang. And there she went. Okay, God, I didn't do so well with that one. Comes another one and it's another dough. Bang, bang, bang. And there she went. Okay, God. Maybe if we could try a third time's a charm. Here she comes. Bang, bang, bang. And there she went. I think God is up in heaven going, angels, come here, look at this idiot down here. He, he can't shoot anything. But, I, you know, so I have to do my part. There's been times I've, I've shown, Lord, I, I'm believing you for an, uh, a nice eight point. And I've, is, God is my witness. I fell asleep at the tree. I'm all sitting on a bucket, leaning up against a tree that's got a, a, just a nice tree. And I've carved on the tree. I carved Kim's name in the tree and all that. And I'm just sitting there and I just, I'm asleep. And I hear something, I wake up, and like 15 yards from me is an eight-point buck just laying down. Just laying there. And when, when I wake up, he wakes up. Or at least he sees me because I went, <laughs> And he got up and took off. Bang, bang, bang. And there he went. You're like, Brett, is this, I'm telling you these are true stories. I, I, I told Sam about this, and Sam is going to be here second service. I told Sam about this, so it was his first time hunting. I bought him a 410, just a, and, you know, and so I'm excited. I told him how the kingdom works, and he's believing with me, and this is before the 10 point now, okay? This is like his first time of me and Papa in the woods, you know? So we go out, we get up in this other stand, we, and uh, actually it was the ravine stand. Sowed his seed, his whole dollar, 
you know, with Soden, he's believing God, Dad, I'm believing God for an eight-point dad. It's going to be a great day. And, you know, he's like telling his mom, we're going to go get my deer. And we go out there, and it's early in the morning, you know, and we're up in the stand, and I got him sitting right in front of me. I don't have a gun. He's up there in the stand. We're like 20 feet in the air. And then early in the morning, and, man, we were probably there not even a half an hour, 20 minutes or so. And here comes this deer just trotting right in the morning. Steam coming out of his nose, just trotting. And he's an eight point. You can see, I mean, he comes right up and he stands like from me to this light. Stands and just turns sideways. You know, and at first he's behind a tree and then he starts walking and he's sideways. And then I'm telling Sam, I'm whispering in his ear, hold on, hold on. And Sam's like, I got it, Dad. I got it. I'm like, you know, you ever feel that Niagara Falls, slowly I turn, step by step. Of course, we're in a deer stand, so I slowly move your gun over. Slow. And when he clears that, oh, just get ready, I'll tell you. When. Okay, Dad, okay, Dad. He gets there, and he just stands there, he stops. And I said, now, Sam, nothing. Now, Sam, nothing. Now, Sam, <laughs> And he goes, the gun won't shoot. Now the deer's looking up at us like, what's going on? And he's like, it won't shoot, it won't shoot. And he, it won't shoot. And so I'm like, give me the gun, give me the gun. So he hands the gun back to me. I mean, the gun won't shoot. It's a brand new gun. Brand new bullets. I feel like Barney Fife. We got our bullet, got our gun. Won't shoot. After about a minute and a half, the deer just goes, well, that doesn't look good. So he just takes off then. And so now I got this heartbroken kid. And he's like, there was my harvest. And I feel terrible. So I took I took the bullets back to where I bought them. So they don't even fit the gun. They, what's the matter? And the guy, I mean, not in a mad way. I mean, just like, I don't get it. They got, and something with the one kind of bullet, I don't know, it was just out just enough that it wouldn't hit the firing pin. They gave me a new set and they worked fine point was this i had to i had to take this number five and apply it sam my fault i should have we should have shot the thing before and known my fault but it's hard to get that moment back forever in his mind he's going to relive that deer walking up there so we went out the next uh the next time and matter of fact this is before i even took the gun back i think we got other bullets anyway almost the same thing happened again bigger deer he sewed again bigger deer big eight point but bigger body but you know my point is why wasn't it a, a doe why wasn't it a a four point or a, it was the same thing that he sewed for that's what he believed for and that's what came we got the thing fixed he ended up getting his deer but what i'm saying is grace had to be applied well brett why would i sow again if i missed my harvest number one we don't always do things right okay and sometimes when we do things wrong the enemy is in with condemnation just like that you can't do it you are stupid you you know i mean he just pounds you pounds you pounds you pounds you okay you can't receive that and sometimes if you can if you hear my heart we'll we'll think our seed is tainted does that make sense because we missed it are you with me okay so the best way if you're like well i already saw my seed come to pass the harvest already came so then our faith is kind of damaged. So we're like, ah, will it come again? I don't know. I already came once and I missed it. Just start over. Just like take that erasing board and just go and start over. 
and just do it again. Then you have brand new faith. You've released it with a brand new seed and everything works the same because it has to. I know that seems like a, a lot. But I'm just telling you, those laws work all the time. Faith is always where your lowest denomination or point is at. So it's in your control. It's what you believe. We have the keys. They're available to us. If you don't believe, like I told Sam, I don't think I can. I don't believe for a 10 point. I think a six point. That's why the six point came. Because that was my lowest point. So you have to understand. You've got to get yourself. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to believe for? And will you believe him for that? If you do, that's what will happen. You get what God is, is telling you. Let me just ask you this. Do you understand? I, I'm giving you stories with deer. If deer obey you, guess what else obeys you? Demons. Did you hear that? Now, I'm giving you nice, sweet examples of just somebody that hunts and that kind of thing. But I'm telling you, you have that same authority the enemy has to listen and bow to the name of Jesus by the authority given to you, delegated by Jesus Christ. He paid for that on Calvary for you. He loves you. He's got you covered, as Kim says. You can take authority over areas. You can say, you know what? I'm not doing that that way anymore. God, I need you to help me. You need to make this connection and do whatever it's going to take. God can connect those dots and take care of that, but you have to exercise your authority. It is you that has the authority. You have to exercise your authority. God's not going to take over your body and make you do the things. He's not going to take over your mind. You have to exercise it. You have to choose. Choose this day who you will serve. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You choose. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God for this and for that. I have people that will say, well, I don't know what to believe him for. Well, you don't have to. This and again, we got to understand this is a heart issue. This isn't I'm just going to believe God because he's a lotto ticket. This isn't name it and claim it and doing all that stuff. And I just love God because I can do this. And no, no, this is about your heart. What are you believing God for? What are you believing him for? And then start exercising that using your authority, sowing and reaping. That's a law. Faith. That's a law. Discovering those. And then putting those to use in the kingdom and watching the fruit from that. And that's the thing. If you got fruit, it shuts people up. Doesn't mean you don't have problems. Don't mean you ever do anything wrong. But people be like, I don't get it. How did that happen? If you got fruit, they're going, wait a minute. Something you're doing is different than what I'm doing. How did that happen? It's the kingdom. It's God doing what God does. If demons obey you, disease obeys you, sickness obeys you. Whatever Jesus did, you and I can do. We're supposed to be his ambassadors and enforce his covenant. If the estate is mine, then I shouldn't lack. I can pay my bills. I don't have to worry about that if I put God first. Help me, somebody. Did you know, this is real, I mean, as much as you... I. This is good stuff. Sometimes it's not so easy to preach because it can be easily taken in a different way. So I'm just trying to, I, I, you know, I want you to hear my heart and know this isn't a formula just for you to get rich quick because that's not how this works. Because God looks on the heart. 
But this is that my God shall supply all of my need. Numbers eleven twenty three says his arm is not waxed short. He's able to meet all of my need, not some of my need, not part of my need. But God is able if we would get to the kingdom and understand that is what he's doing where he's functioning. And I want you to function in that. I can trust God for my resources. The world calls it foolishness. But the kicker brings fruit. Brings fruit. People that just said last week, they just tried. uh, I just did this. And I had somebody approach me last Sunday and said, I sowed $4 and said, God, I'm tired of being alone. I need a dog. I want a dog. And their son heard it. (laughs) <laughs> the next day or i don't know the time frame was either that day or the next day but somebody came up and said so-and-so's getting rid of a dog and they said they'd like to give it to you why it's a law did you catch it i mean things are happening now you can either tap into it or you don't have to but you can start saying you know what god what do you want for me what do you want me to do how do you want me to show how great you are what can i do what can i put my hand to And it may be, you know, you're going to have to do something. Put your hand to something. He'll bless the work of your hands. If you're going to sit back and wait at your mailbox, you're going to get disappointed. Zero plus zero is still zero. So faith without works is dead. So God, what do you want me to do? You want me to help this person? You want me to sow into their life? Do they need clothes? Do I need clothes? Let me sow clothes into their life. And don't give them your old clothes that you'll never wear. But people that... You know, you preach this and they're like, hey, we want to we want to donate this to the church. Not to I mean, not to this church. This didn't happen in this church. But another church, they want they donated a chair. You could see the springs in it. There's springs poking out of it. And the thing was all ripped up. They said, yeah, I'm like, really, you you don't want it. You're going to give that somebody and then use that for seed. No, listen to me. This is about your heart. Start saying, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And then listen to the Lord. I've watched my wife uh, when Vera Bradley, and Vera Bradley is still pretty popular. She had a Vera Bradley, a red purse, and red's my favorite color, but anyway, it's a nice purse. And it was actually, you know, Sam's wife's mother that said, love that purse. Man, I love that purse. And the Lord spoke to her and said, give her the purse. The next time I saw Kim, she's carrying everything in her purse. I'm like, where's your purse? She said, over there. Because the lady had it. But do you know in just a short period of time. She got. I don't know how many other Vera Bradley purses. It just started showing up. I, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know she just believed. And was and received. And was obedient. And, and God does the rest. If you believe that say amen. Alright. So let's bow our heads right now.